Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, if you all can hear me, um, let's just start by opening the word of prayer. Our Father, what in heaven, hallowed be your name. Father, we come before you this morning, giving thanks and appreciation for the life that you've given to us, the friends, the family, and everything that surrounds us. We come before you this morning, Father, appreciating, appreciating the good things that you give to us, appreciating the food, clothes on our back, roofs on our heads. We understand that it is not because that we are wise, it is not because we can do them by ourselves, but it is the grace that, that you give to us. Father, be with us as we are about to start this meeting. Open our minds, let us all participate. And before we go, we go understanding what your word means to us and what it is that we should do uh, to understand your word. Father, be with <coughs> one of us who are here. I understand there are lots of us who couldn't be at this meeting at this point. Be with them, wherever they may be, and keep keep them um, in the truth. Give thanks now and ask that you accept our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, all right. Um, if we can all start, um, I've handed out one of the pamphlets to you guys. Uh, the topic of our session today is the word of God in our everyday lives. Um, to me, this is, uh, this is an easy statement. Everyone says that they, um, everyone says that they believe, uh, but it's not, it's not actually true. Um, the extent to what we mean by saying that I believe in God. Um, it's not just a statement of you saying, uh, yes, I'm hungry and I want food. Um, it's, there is more to it. There is commitment. There is work that needs to, to, to be done for you to actually say that, yes, I believe in God and do everything that is required of you when you say you believe in God. Um, so to start off this topic, I've got a few questions that... I'd like each and, of, each and every one of us to answer. Um, you can answer it on your own. You can raise your hand and we can discuss. We can discuss as we go. Um, so to start off, um, what do we understand by the phrase, the word of God? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty decent <laughs> phrase, uh, the word, word of God. Sorry? As it is spoken. It's as it is spoken, yeah. The word of God, how, how, how do you understand the word of God, the phrase word of God? Uh, what, what, what is the word of God? The truth. Yes, that could be it. 
Yes. Word of God, someone can say it's the, it's the Bible. I mean, it is the Bible. It is the truth. So all your answers are, are correct. So by that, we understand that the word of God, one, it's the truth. The word of God is the Bible. I mean, every one of us here, um, we are here to discuss about the Bible anyway. We, we know what, what it means, we know what it is. Um, if you look in, our, in the pamphlet that I gave this morning, um, we do understand that the word of God, the Bible, or the truth, is an inspired word, yes? Um, I've got one extra. Yep. This word of God, it's uh, this Bible, rather. I'll use the phrase the Bible from now on um, to refer to the word of God. It is inspired, it is the actual words of God written to us for record keeping, for uh, the proof, so that generation, this generation, next generation, the previous generation could actually understand what God is saying. And for a basis of any belief, they have their, I'm not going to say their own truth, but they have the Bible. They have a reference point to what they believe in. Um, as Christadelphians, we believe in the Bible. Our reference point is the Bible. Whatever has been said in the Bible, it is true. It has been inspired. Um, so with, with our topic, word of God in our everyday lives, why, why would we want the word of God in our everyday lives? Why would we why would we need it? Do we need the word of God? What do you think? Yes, true. Allow it teaches us about our well-being, how we interact with each other and everything else. Any other? So yes, um, we do need the word of God in our everyday lives. The Bible, as you said, is our reference point. Um, it actually says that there is nothing new under the earth. Um, this we can get from, let's um, get at this. Okay, if you go to um, Second Timothy, chapter three, I will find you clean.
If you get your Bibles open, um, Second Timothy. Chapter 3, verse uh, 16 to 17. Okay, I'll start reading. Verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So for everything, for us to, to be righteous, for us to make informed decision, for us to make the right decision, I believe that applying the word of God in our every sense of living can help us achieve that. Um, the good thing about the Bible is that for every situation that you are going through, that you've been, that you might go through, there are examples of people who went through those things. And there are lessons that we get from the decision that they made. Uh, be it you being sad, be it you do not have employment, be it that you are going through a difficult time, be it that you are angry, be it that you are happy. The Bible has words of encouragement. It has words of teaching that can help us come out of those situations with the right decisions, not making the wrong decisions, not leading us into a different path. Um, I'd like to take you back for a bit um, in regards to the word of God in our everyday lives. Now, using this Bible as proof, as, as a doctrine, as a teaching guide, so that we learn from the mistakes or we learn from the decisions that were made back then by the people in the Bible. Um, we understand how the Israelites were saved from, um, from the wilderness by God, from, from the tyranny of Egypt. Um, I'd like to take you to Exodus 19, verse 3. We're just going to look at how um, the Israelites made a conscious decision to say, we want the Lord God to be with us every day, to be our king, to be our guide. Um, so Exodus 19, verses three to, um, to nine. Um, this is when Moses went to Mount Sinai when he was talking to God. Uh, I will start reading from this one. I'll quickly run through it. On the, on the third new moon, after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that day, they came up into the wilderness of Sinai. They set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai. They encamped in the wilderness 
There Israel encamped before the mountain while Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have been, has seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my command, my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all people, all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came down and, all, and called the elders of the people and said before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. Now all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud and that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. So in this situation here, um, the Israelites in Egypt called out to God to save them from the Egyptians, to save them from slavery. And God answered their prayer. God answered them. He took them out of, out of Egypt. And when he set them in the, uh, in the wilderness of Sinai, uh, Moses went to speak to God. That's when God asked that the people should commit to him and do what he said. And on that point, all the Lord has spoken, we will do. All the people agreed to do what the Lord would say, the rules, the laws that he would impart. And from this point onwards, we see that as the Israelites journeyed out of the um, wilderness to Canaan, to, to Canaan, a lot of people died. They died because they did not listen to what God had commanded. They did not keep their promise to God. Um, it is important that if we make this conscious decision to say, yes, we want to live within God, we want God to live within us, we believe in his truth, in his, in his word, we supposed to we are supposed to be doing what we need to uh, to be doing. Uh, I'm sorry, let me just keep Yeah, that's, that's right. It's God's truth. Let's just pick that apart, not your idea of God's truth. <laughs> um, so there is an ultimate truth, or there is an ultimate fact. If we stick to what is written down, we can interrogate that. If we don't have a written word and it doesn't survive, 
So we have no measurements that we can't, um, you know, we can't, what are we living by? In the end, we end up living by our own standards and we're not comparing it to the Word of God. That's so why I said the Bible, the Bible is the Word of God. That's what we have to believe first. It's an inspired Word of God. If, if we don't believe that, then we think that there's some other book out there which we're following. Well, then, you know, we've got no, nothing in common. <laughs> because, because until we agree that that is the one and only, then, um, then there's going to be a, a problem. Yeah, that's right. Any other comments? Statutes. Statutes. Well, statutes and commandments. Yeah. So there's not much difference in today um, between a statute and the, the statutes. Okay, so commands are things that were, I would say, more like principles, but they tried to cover most of the, the way of life of the Israelites in that day. So you read about things about, well, it goes through, you know, to your neighbors. Uh, cow falls into a ditch by your place. <laughs> you had sort of command of what you should be doing. It should be translated really into, into a principle that you should apply beyond that. You know, and you would have guidance. A statute, on the other hand, is, is more like, you know, you'll meet on the 10th day of the month, Abraham, and you'll have a Passover, and you'll, you know, so those things sort of went unquestioned, you know, that, that, that is it, you know, that, that's what you did. And there were several feasts, you know, you shall come up to uh, the place that I give you, you know, once you enter the land, and you will come up to that place three times a year, and you will call your mail to the court, you know. So those were sort of undebatable or you could argue for you to decide, well, actually, let's move this feast to the 11th day of the ninth month, or those sort of things. That's how I've always pictured it anyway. Sorry, Tim. Yeah, sorry, sorry for that. Uh, it's a kind, of, kind of a small emergency. Um, so uh, we'll be picking up from where we left. Um, so the Israelites made a conscious decision to say we want God in our lives and we will do everything that we need to do for God to stay within us. Um, and it came with a price. Um, if you, that's when we have the, the, the laws, um, the Ten Commandments that, the, that God gave to the Israelites that you said you want me to be with you, to protect you always. These are my laws. Let's follow this. Um, and they agreed to the Ten Commandments. And we see that these Ten Commandments, um, they still do apply in, in, a, in a sense to um, how we react, how we interact, rather, how we interact 
with each other uh, to give conscious decision to keep us on a on a good path on a righteous path um for example i'll take the easiest of uh, commandments um you shall not murder murder is not it, it's uh, there isn't anything that's justified for you to commit murder um for you not to commit murder you just have to be friendly to everyone you just have to um keep good relations with 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 people around you so we see that these commandments and these um laws that god gave to the israelites it was a way of them of of him to teach them how to interact with, with each other and how to be righteous and how to be separate um, he says that I want you to be a separate nation, a holy nation, which is different from anyone else. And you all should, we all should um, aspire to, to be that separate. Um, and moving on, um, so when you as a person make that decision that, okay, yes, um, I know what the word of God is. This is the Bible. Um, and I understand that is the truth, and um, I need to have it in our in my in my everyday life. Um, at that point, there are things that you need to give up. There are situations that you need to remove yourself from um, for you to continue staying on the path that the Bible. Um, is set for you um for example um the bible says do not sin um, i know it's a big it's a big term uh do not sin um so you gotta draw yourself away from sin you gotta listen you gotta understand uh read out situations where uh, people sin do not lie lying is a sin and you as a conscious person who wants to have the truth, the Bible in your life. You make a conscious decision, you are not going to lie. Hence, you are living a truthful life. In turn, that will result in your righteous righteousness or righteous being, uh, following exactly what the Bible says. So um, a question that I have for you today is, um, who do you think should apply the word of God in their daily lives. Who do you think should apply this word of God in their daily lives? Is it your father? Is it your mother? Or is it your friend? Or is it your teacher? Is it your is it you? Is it just anyone? Or all of us? True, true, true. All of us. Because we we made a conscious decision that we believe in God. And you don't want to say that, no, I only believe God Monday to Thursday. And then Thursday to Sunday, you're doing something else. You don't want, to, you don't want anything to do with, um, with the word of God. Uh, like I said before, the Bible has every situation that you might think of. Um, it has happened. There are answers. There are questions. There are examples that we can use. Um, I, I would say it's very difficult to actually say you are a Christian and try to separate your life 
from having the word of God on, on a daily basis. Um, to say that, no, you know what, I'm only gonna uh, decide things uh, when it's difficult, like uh, decision-making, um, should I go here or should I go there? Should I start a new job this place? Or um, it's not easy for us to just make that decision without actually praying for it. You pray for a certain decision, you pray for a certain situation, and you read about it. You will you'll be surprised that you, you have answers uh, to, to whatever situation that you think is very difficult for you. So I would say that every, everyone should apply the word of God in, in their daily, daily lives. And how do we apply this word in, in our daily lives? How, how do you think we do this? How do you think we apply the word of God in our daily lives? Sorry? Correct. And when do we read? Do we only read the Bible on Sunday, Saturday, this time, like 9.30 to 11 o'clock, and then, yeah, that's it. We'll see Sunday. Or do we, do we read on a Tuesday, after work maybe, or in the morning? I did try and read a portion of it every day, at least. True. Um, and really, you should go beyond that, you know, into maybe delving a little bit deeper and, and conducting a study on a portion or a theme or, a, you know, or a book or, a, you know, when I say a book, I mean one of the books of the Bible. So that we really do get to know what God is trying to say to us, you know, because it's not just not all of Scripture is obvious and easy. Some of it is narrative, which is easy enough to follow. You know, the story part, the story of David, you know, Noah, all those ones that you learned in Sunday school. Yeah. But there are also other portions of the Scripture, which is still part of Scripture that, that are difficult to understand. Prophecy. Um, when you get to the books of, of Daniel and Revelation, we'll put them in symbology. What do those symbols mean? Do we really think a big red dragon is going to come crouching down the street? No, it's, it's symbol. And, and those two books in particular are joined, really, because their symbols are very similar. And you learn that it's really pointing to world empires and, and things like that. So it's not sufficient just to read it. It's a minimum. It's a minimum effort to just read a few portions of that. But of course, that challenges. It's a very good uh, question. What Tony answered, sorry, do you know you were yeah. out on that call? What is the difference between a statute and a commandment? There were many commandments, but what God was trying to teach Israel through all those commandments was really the principle behind it, as opposed to a statute which said, Thou shalt come to Jerusalem on the tenth day of the month Abib and thou shalt. You know, there's no, you know, it's a clear, straightforward 
what is the principle that God is really getting us to? You know, because when we get to the New Testament, we don't get so much commandments. They are presented to us in different ways. You read some of the letters of Paul, and he deals with certain problems that were human problems, human relationship problems that were existing in the times of, say, like, you know, the Corinthian Ecclesia. And that's a, quite, a, quite an outstanding one because they had all kinds of different issues coming up. Marriage issues, there were all kinds of issues that they had. And most of them related to the way the Romans at, at the time were conducting their morals, or rather their lack of morals, <laughs> you know, throughout the Roman Empire. So, so many people who didn't come with a Jewish background and wasn't used to all these principles of life of having one man and one woman not committing adultery. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think of some of the most obvious ones. These were all new to the to the Gentile people that were coming in to learn of the God of Israel. You know, they didn't have all that because they had a God of every the Romans had a God a little temple on every street corner. You know, and you basically worshipped the gods that you wanted to and didn't worry too much about animals. So it's quite a quite a different way of thinking. And and that is so of us today. If we come from a Christian background, there are differences amongst Christians in, in, in that large group uh, on perception and, and also on, on sort of custom and, and what we do, you know. Very true, very true. It, it is um, our, our nature. Um, it is easier to do the wrong thing than it is to do the right thing. Um, that's why we battle and every day we're trying to uh, read and understand and be one with, the, with, with God. Uh, so as I was saying, um, like when should you apply the word of God or read the Bible? Um, the Bible doesn't really say how many times you must read it. Day. It doesn't give you a timeline. It doesn't doesn't give you any restrictions. Um, but to my own understanding is that um, as as a human being um, with the human nature, it it is quite easy for us to fall on the wayside. Um, if you read the Bible every day, uh, you get a conscious reminder. Uh, it's like um, it's like eating. If you don't eat, you will go hungry. You will feel the need to eat. Uh, you will feel the your body telling you something. Um, like everybody, we need fuel. The same situation with our spiritual uh, side of, of, of life. Without this fuel, you will be on the wrong side of it all. 
um, you will not live right by God if you say, okay, um, Monday, I'm just just reading Exodus, and then uh, I'll use that reading to pass through the week, and then next week, Monday, I'll do this. It's quite easy for us to make wrong decisions when we don't um, constantly read and pray um, to God. The only way that God talks to us is through reading his Bible. And the only way we talk to God is through prayer. Um, so I would say that it is every day, if, whenever you get the chance, whenever you get the chance, do read the Bible. It will help you to uh, live the right, the right way. Um, so uh, with, with, with that, um, I'd like us to maybe spend a few minutes um, discussing about what the Bible actually teaches us, because uh, it, is, it is the truth. Uh, there are a lot of lessons that we can draw from the Bible. Um, but if we, I just wanted to get an understanding of what you guys think the Bible teaches us um, as, as, as a part of we living every day of our lives um, with the word of God. So I'll give you an example. Um, I believe that the word of God teaches us that um, God is kind, he is righteous, he is uh, gracious. What we ask of him, he will provide to us. Uh, and he is, God is all knowing. Um, he gives us what we, what we need, not what we want. We might want a new car, or you might want a, uh, an expensive phone, but that's not what you need. Uh, uh, we, so in that regard, um, the Bible does teach us that the God is full of grace. Uh, he is a merciful God. As you see in the Bible, there are a lot of examples where God has been merciful with the Israelites. He's been understanding, he's been forgiving, and up to now, it's still the chosen nation of God. Um, so I'll ask any examples, any teachings, what do you think the Bible teaches us?
if we go to Romans 10, um, those with Bibles, we go to Romans 10. Romans chapter 10, verses 17. Um, I will read. I will read it to you. Um, Romans ten verse uh, verse seventeen. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. I believe the Bible teaches us. It helps us to increase our faith. Uh, how do we increase our faith? Through reading the Bible, reading from the words of Christ. It helps us to understand what the nature of God helps us to understand his plans for, for us, his plans for the future, uh, his plans with his people, uh, the plans for the kingdom. The Bible does teach us about the good news of the kingdom of God. How will it be? Who will be in the kingdom? and how to get to the kingdom by applying the word of god in our everyday lives i honestly believe that it helps us um, get a step further uh, closer to uh, getting into the kingdom of god i honestly do believe that uh, there's no other way of you getting into the kingdom without actually following what the lord has said and doing what he does doing what he needs us to do. Okay, um, in a small summary, um, I, I will try and um, capture all the points for you. Um, so for the word of God in our everyday lives, we've discussed that it is important for us to read the Bible. We understand that the Bible is the truth. We understand that the Bible is inspired. It is the word of God. It is inspired. God wrote these words for us to understand, for us to um, teach and live by it. Uh, we, we learn a lot from it. Um, the Bible has the plans and purpose of God, which, which is the purpose. The purpose is to fill his kingdom with righteous people. Um, we also understand that the Bible gives us wisdom, wisdom to make the right decisions in the right situations. Um, we've also discussed that each and every one should apply the word of God in our daily lives. It's not a matter of uh, you want to. No, it is a matter of if you want to or not. Uh, it's up to you to apply it. But if you really want to be in the kingdom, we have to apply 
with the God in our everyday life. Um, you, we, it's not, uh, it's your decision to say, I believe in God. It's your decision to say, I want to live uh, this way. I want the word of God in our daily lives. However, it's, you, you, don't, you don't choose to say, okay, um, I, I only like this section of the Bible. I'm not gonna read this section of the Bible. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't make sense to say, okay, I'm only choosing to listen to this and not to that. We have to take the good and bad also, the, 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 the harsh and the nice things that the Bible says. Um, and, and I know I'm one of those people who only wants to read the nice things about the Bible and say, yes, uh, God will give you everything that you need um, and he will bless you and he will give you good health and, and, and not um, following what he actually says. Um, you should also try uh, to read the Bible since it's the only way that we know what God wants. Um, you, it, you don't know what God wants by you, just, by you just lying in bed and dreaming that, no, maybe God wants me to do this or without actually reading the Bible. The only way that God talks to us is through the Bible. Um, it's amazing how every, every year I read the Bible, um, we've got a Bible companion that we, we follow. Um, it allows us to read through the Bible every single year. The amazing part of it is that you read this chapter today. Uh, three, four days later, you pick up so many different things from that same chapter that you've read three, four days ago. You do that again. If you do the whole, the, we read the whole Bible in a year. You read it again. You, it's it's uh, it's not like a novel that you say, okay, it says this and this and that, uh, and then it stays that way. But for some reason, the word of God is living. It's continuous. It, there's always something something new. There's always something um, something that you might have missed last year. And with every situation that you go in life. It, 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 it speaks to you. Um, that is one of the amazing things about the Bible. It's, it's living. It's not, it's, not, uh, uh, it's, not, it's not just say, yeah, I've understood chapter 10, so that's fine. Uh, I'm not going to read it again because I've understood it. You'd be surprised that you read it again. You come with a different perspective and you are quite understanding of what it's saying. So yeah, uh, at this point, I'll take any questions, any contributions, any subtractions, <laughs> uh, any clarifications. Yes, yes. 
That is, that is true. That is, that is true. That is true. That is true. to the person not not the way because we uh, you 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 don't want to correct them. Yeah. by you correcting the word of god you're actually saying that no god made a mistake and um god was wrong on this it, it is it is you 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 are correcting uh, the word of god corrects you in your in your, in your thinking or in your living Uh, uh, brother Funo, how are you doing? I'm doing great yourself, brother. I'm good, I'm good. Uh, thank you for joining. Do you have any questions with us today? Or any... Uh... No, no, no questions for now. It's crystal clear, you know. So sorry, man. I just joining in later. No, no, no. That's fine. Uh, that that is. Uh, yeah. 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 Questions. Questions are good. Any, any, any question, whether it's this or anything that you, it doesn't matter what it is. Any, any, any questions relating to. The Bible. We are here to discuss about the Bible. Yeah. So, any any question that you might have, any question, any clarification that you might need. Oh, questions. That's nice. <laughs> That's good. Questions. Yes. Testament is about the birth of Jesus Christ and the miracles and other things. Does that mean that 
we forget about the boat. You can't understand the you without meaning. No. no. But where are you going is that when you can look at the Old Testament, it will talk about the types of food you supposed to eat in those which you are not. Why I'm asking that is only that when others were coming up with their measurement, which is what that as nowadays the New Testament is talking about the type of food we supposed to eat and not supposed to eat any. On the basis of that, because that is from the testament, is that the truth or not? So that's a good question, isn't it, because what you're talking about is there were all these statues that were given to the children of Israel about what they should eat, what clothing they should wear, and they should mix clothing with wool and uh, cotton and you know, all these other things. So, so what happened to those in the New Testament? Were, were they not important? You know, what was it? And, and really, they struggled with that in the first century in the Ecclesia, when, when, when the gospel went out to the Gentiles. So much so that they had a big conference about it in Jerusalem. And it's in Acts chapter 15, if you want to read that. Um, and it's, it's quite a lengthy chapter. What book That's in the Acts of the Apostles in, in, in the New Testament, the Acts. Chapter 15. And, and so just to summarize their discussions, and, and there was a big conference there with Paul and Peter and all the other apostles at the time. But if you come down to verse 22. Um, it says there that so then the apostles, the whole um, ecclesia, and their leaders decided to choose some men. They chose uh, them from their group. These men would go to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Silas and Judas, who was also called Barsabas. Everyone thought good things about, about both these men. And they sent this letter to Antioch because that was the first place of the. Um, they established an ecclesia that was really made up of non-Jewish people. Um, and they sent this letter to Antioch with Judas, Silas, Barnabas, and Paul. We, the apostle, apostles, all the other believers, so the apostles were those who were disciples before, Jesus and 12 disciples, plus Matthias, that they replaced Judas with. Um, and they say hello to you. We say hello to all of you who live in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. We have written this letter to all our Gentile friends there who believe God's message about Jesus. We have heard that some men from our group have confused your thoughts. The things that they said were, were not right. So you were not happy about it, but they did not have our authority to say those things to you. So we met all together and we agreed about those things. We have chosen some men to bring this message to you, and they will travel with our good friends Barnabas and Paul. These two men, Barnabas and Paul, have worked for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that, other people have nearly 
killed them. So we are sending Judas and Silas to you, and they will tell you the same things that have been written in this letter. Um, we have agreed with the Holy Spirit about these rules. We do not want to cause problems for you. So these are the only things that we want you to do. You should not eat any of the meat from animals that people killed as gifts to their gods. Okay? And you should not eat any blood. People sometimes tie a rope around the neck of an animal to kill it. You should not eat the meat from an animal like that. And you must not have sex with anyone that you are not married to. If you do not, if you do not do any of these things, you will do well. Goodbye. So, so in the end, in the New Testament, the only things there were only three or four things. So all this wearing the wool and the mixed with this and shaving your beard and cutting your hair and all the other things that were in the statutes that, that were part of the law of Moses that, that God gave to Israel were just really wiped out because the, the idea is that as, as Christians we are to follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. So gets back to that whole idea of what Tony first asked that question. What's the difference between a statute and a commandment? So there were lots of things that, that God tried to teach Israel about what they were to do. But when you look at it all, it was all to do with being fair and right with your neighbor. And, and so what they're saying here is, you, don't, you know, what happened is the Jewish people had come along, some Jewish people had come along, and they were telling them that, oh, no, but you must do this, and you must eat pork, and you must eat that, and you can't touch this, and you must wash your hands seven times before you sit down to dinner, and you must... And, and the apostles said, and they said, look, we don't, we don't have to come down from it, and said, well, this is the only thing that we want you to do. We don't, we don't want you eating the sacrifices that were taken to the pagan temples for the pagan gods. We don't want you to eat that meat. Don't have anything to do with it because, because it's got, you know, it was offered to idols. It's, 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 you know? and, and we don't want you to be eating anything with blood. And we don't want you to eat anything that's strangled. Okay? And, and then we don't want you to be mixing in their fornication. I've read this from the Easy English version. Um, but we don't want you to be involved in what you often read in the other versions of fornication. That is going around sleeping with people, having sex with this one and that one, and, and not sticking to your marriage. But we don't want you to do that. And if you do any of these things, those are the only areas that we want you to keep clear of. We're not going to give you a whole list of laws about what clothing to wear, what to do, how to shave your beard. You're not done with gospel. I think we have answered my question because that ruling from the Old Testament actually it is about animals you're supposed to eat and those you're supposed to not eat. So when you, I think the way you put it that. Uh, what the type of meat or the type of animal we should eat and those which have been sacrificed to other gods. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
how to look, but he knew that we could never keep every single one of them. You know, so he, he made provision for that. Maybe um, someone mentioned to me about all the new testament saying that the child is born and it stops growing up and usually you teach that child from the beginning all the way through and until he finishes education and what he does exactly like that the the new testament then you go over to the next one He's now grown up and gets married and everything, but you cannot forget what has happened in his life as a child. Yeah. It's like going back from the Old Testament into the New and vice versa. You don't forget in the past what has happened. So when you're reading the New Testament, you always go back and remember what has been said in that. So you find a principle, you find a principle in the Old Testament. So the problem that God had with the Jewish people, by the time we got to the, um, the, the time that Christ was alive, is that they were living these statutes as if it was the thing that they were doing that was going to save them. It wasn't affecting their hearts. It wasn't, you know, and, and that was the problem. You know, the, the um, Judaizers in the time of Christ, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and people like that that you read about, they were pulling them over for all oh, years. But you healed a man on, on the Sabbath, it's the Sabbath today, you can't work, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you know, um, they got lost in the detail, you know, as we would say. You know, they're so busy worrying about the sheep and the goats and the, this and that. And, Sacrifice. 
you know, although the distance came out of Judaism, the initial ones, you know, we're going to now, if you follow my daily readings, you're reading in the early chapters of the book of Acts now, and you're reading, you know, the first seven chapters take, takes place in, 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 in the land of Israel, it takes place in Jerusalem, in one place, in one city, and then beyond that it goes out and it goes out to how the gospel spreads out to the surrounding areas. And so Paul takes it at the end of the chapter, he's in Rome, and he's taken it into Rome itself, the gospel message. So all those things that, that don't cease, they were all only given to Israel, they weren't given to every nation on earth. Yeah, it was only given to the Israelites. It's only given to the Israelites. So for somebody to say to you, Tony, that you are not a Christian if you're not keeping the feet. So far wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what well, they should be saying is you're not a Jew they are because you're not keeping the Jews. Well, that's right, you're not. <laughs> Only feast. What's the one feast we should be keeping today? It's the uh, present one. What's the one feast that we were asked by the Lord Jesus Christ to keep today? And remembrance of me till I come. Yeah, that's the one the commandment. Yeah. That's the one Shall be taken away. This is this is um, uh, really couched in, in prophetical terms. So I'm coming into the middle of a prophecy here that Daniel saw in, in chapter 12. 
but he makes a comment there and says, from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that make a desolate set up shall be 2,000, uh, shall be 1,290 days, 1,290 days. So when was the sacrifice taken away? The sacrifice was taken away when Christ fulfilled the sacrifice at Christ's death because he was the fulfillment of that sacrifice. All those things under the law pointed forward to Christ. And that's why the people had to keep them. Pointed forward. Where is that quote? Do you know that quote? Quote for you to find. Yeah. What was it I think Galatians 3, that it was a schoolmaster, you know. Yeah, read it for us. Do you know? Uh, let me check for you, quick, quick, quick. Not there yet. Uh, Good one. Hello, are you there? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Verse uh, 24. We'll go ahead. Okay, yeah, but verse 24. <laughs> okay, let me just read then verse 24. Okay, wherefore the law. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For we are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male or nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. Then. Now we'll go to okay. that. Please see if you're going to make a note of this. Just go back um, to verse 22 and 23. Started there because it says there the scripture has concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe, but before faith came, we were kept under the law. Okay, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed, that was revealed in Christ. So, so the law was appropriate at the time for the Jews, but now. That time has passed because why? We, we are post or after the Lord Jesus Christ. So why, why must we go back to start 
I see that baby. Yes. Now I just want to look at uh, uh, Colossians chapter 2. You know, I'm just going to read from verse 18 to uh, verse uh, 17. Eh? Where is that, Fina? Colossians, uh, Colossians chapter 2 uh, from verse from verse 13 to uh, 17. Eh? Yeah. Can I read? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled the principalities and powers, he made show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holiday or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are shed of things to come but the body is of Christ. I mean, those old things are the shed of things to come, but the body is Christ. Yeah, good, good quote. And it's so clear, isn't it? Mm. So, so that is what you know, people are saying, it's all being done away with in, in Christ because he's, he's fulfilled it. So who we should be following is Christ, not really go men out and out there and do the people and all those sort of things. Yes. 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 Yeah, but so the commandments were more to do with principles, isn't it? I mean, yes. many of us don't own sheep or cattle today. 
<laughs> so, so how would we fulfill the commandment that says, if your neighbor's cow falls into your ditch, you must pull it out and restore it to your neighbor? You know, so it's the principle the same, isn't it? So maybe if we had a big pothole sitting there across the side of the road and our neighbor drove his car into it, you know, whose fault is if you dug the hole, you know? <laughs> so, so we have to look for the fulfillment, the spirit, understand the spirit of the commandment rather than the command as itself, as it were. Very good. Yeah, but the statute that said, turn up to Jerusalem on the 10th day of the month of Avid and bring your lamb and da 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 da. Um, can I close in prayer? Yeah. I just need to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm just going to close in prayer, but we'll continue the discussion. Um, sorry for that. I have to quite leave for some yeah. work. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, thank you again for giving us this opportunity to sit down as a family, sit down as one people, to come and understand your word. We ask that you help each and every one of us to listen, understand, and follow your word. Help us by shining your light in front of our feet so that we do not stumble in this world. We understand there are a lot of situations happening in our lives today, a lot of diseases, a lot of wars, a lot of hunger. But Lord, you've found grace with us that we give us this. We do not, we do not face these things today. We understand that you are the God of all, the God of everything. Lord, keep us safe and help us to grow as, as one people. Help us grow to be found with it, to become, to be in your kingdom. Give us this day, Lord, and walk with us till the end. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given to us. We understand that a lot of people were not here today, but wherever they, they may be, Lord, help them. Help them stay in the narrow path. Help them understand. And we hope that we accept these things, accept your word, and put it in our daily lives as we live. Thank you for this. We ask that you hear our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Amen.